Dancer. Hi, welcome back to another episode of I'm a Pole Dancer, a pole podcast by pole dancers for pole dancers and the curious. I am your host, Sari the Scary Fairy, and today I have a lovely pole dancer with me who is known as Becky, or you might know her as Lyrically Pole. Hi! Hey! How are you today? I'm doing great. It's kind of a drizzly Sunday here, so it's been very chill so far. Oh my gosh, yeah, same here, but I live in the Pacific Northwest, so it's always drizzly and gray. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I was born in Oregon, so I, I have that vibe, but I'm, in, I'm a Texas baby now, so. Oh, no way! Awesome. Yeah. Uh, so why don't you tell our audience who you are, don't skim on any details, no need to be humble here. Uh, <laughs> tell us who you are, what you do, anything we, you want us to know. Awesome. Um, I'm Becky. I am a teacher by day and a pole dancer, fitness, dance human by every other hour of the day. Um, I have been pole dancing since, uh, what, almost two years now. It'll be two years in January. Um, I grew up doing dance and color guard in high school. I taught color guard for a couple of years. I did marching band, all that jazz. And then once I graduated college, I lost that visual or um, physical external output for emotions and stuff because dance is such a emotional thing and I lost that Um, and so then a couple years two years ago it was January like okay we're gonna do something new got a group on for pole dancing because that's how we all (laughs) find it eventually um, with a couple of my friends and I absolutely fell in love Um, It's been an incredible journey, and I'm sure we'll talk a lot about everything, but um, I've been pole dancing for now two years. I have um, done showcases with my studio. I have grown just um, in my own confidence and self-love through pole dancing, which is one of the main things that I like to talk about on my Instagram, Mm -hmm. um, talking about how we move for our bodies and how we move for ourselves and not for any external reason, not to be smaller, not to have the thick booty, which I got, but that's besides the point. Um, you move because you love yourselves. And that's been like a huge thing on my Instagram and body positivity and love and pole dancing is really what brought that to me, brought that confidence and brought that, that love for myself. And so I try and spread that with, um, my movement and with my pole. I love that. I, I absolutely love that. And I love following your Instagram because it is such a little positive light on my feed every day. And that's exactly that's what we're talking about today is just that uh, body positivity and what fitness really means. And it's not defined by your size in pole mm-hmm. dancing because I that's think good. a lot of people have this tendency to think like a pole dancer should look a certain way, which is so not true. Like I absolutely yeah pole dancers come in all different forms shapes colors and sizes and i it's kind of i know it can be a sensitive topic but i think it's an important topic too to broach because you never know i mean just even talking about it you never know who you might reach who you might help in the future or if there's someone out there who's not feeling confident in their body and they want to try pole but they're not sure it could just give them that boost of confidence that they need absolutely that's it's it doesn't happen often but every so often I get that that comment or that dm it's like because I saw found you just randomly scrolling through instagram I have the courage to try because I've never seen anybody with my body size do something like that and so it's that's why I keep 
keep posting and being that little bit of positivity because I needed someone to do that for me. And so I'm glad I get to do that for other people too. Oh, that's amazing. So how did you start with that? Like where, where did that come from to begin with? Like where did you start this journey of exuding that positivity online uh, with your pole dancing and with body acceptance and positivity? It kind of happened naturally somehow. Um, It's weird. I'm not like a super social media guru, obviously. (laughs) Like, it's not my job. I'm a teacher. I teach music. That's my trade. Nice. But but it just became – it started small. It started just for me because I started – pole dancing in January and then I got an injury that took me out for a month or two Mm. Um, and I wanted to come back and kind of have a way to um, check my progress and see where I was growing I mean so it started there and it started with just for me and being like hey look at this look at what you can do because that's why I fell in love with pole in the first place was um, I did like a a three-hour little pole 101 class at the studio I found and there was a lot of stuff that I couldn't do. There, that just fact. But the little things that I could do and the way that my studio was so encouraging, the little things that I could do just sparked this fire. And so I wanted a way to celebrate those little things that I could do and figure find the other things that I wanted to grow on. And so that's where it started, just wanting to celebrate those little things and that's where it really grew from is that everybody has something to celebrate. You have something to grow. You have something that's beautiful about you already. You don't have to worry about the fact that you're not flipping upside down after a month of doing pole because I see, I see people and I get this way to you. I'm like, you've been doing pole for like two months and you're already like doing all the crazy things. I'm here like two years later, just feeling myself. And then like, everybody's different. And that's what's great about it. You celebrate what you can do. Um, and so that's, that's where it began. And then it just kind of naturally grew. I started following more plus size pole dancers and like interacting and kind of growing in that community and just noticing that I, everything I say on my Instagram is cause I need to hear it too. Yeah. I need to hear that it's okay to have bad days. I need to hear that it's okay that your stomach looks a certain way in your pole outfit. I, I need to hear those things. So I know that there's gotta be someone else that needs to hear that too. Um, and so I'm, I'm honestly a really awkward, introverted person. So this is way out of my comfort zone. And you, I know you probably wouldn't guess that from all my posts. But um, I just know that, like, if I'm someone that needs to hear it, too, then I'm sure there's someone out there. And if I can help just one person love themselves a little bit that day, then that's what I'm here for. Oh, that's amazing. I, I love that so much. Like, and, and you just hit it right on the head there. Like, everybody's different everybody's different and you don't know what someone's past has been like like some of those people who flip upside down two months into pole like I was definitely not one of those people but it's just like yeah you you don't know maybe they were a gymnast like when they were a kid maybe they were a swimmer maybe who knows but like there is no right or wrong way of doing pole well, I guess the wrong way of doing pull would be like the injuring yourself way. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. That's the only the wrong way. Hurt yourself. That's the bad way. Let's yeah. not do that way. Yeah, don't don't fall six feet off the pole onto your head. <laughs> I just listened to your your Dan Rosen episode and I heard that little little clip. <laughs> I feel like I mention that in every episode. It's always like a laughing point for me. But anyways, so we all have our injuries. I mean, yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. This must have been, like, it has been, like, a long journey for you. Um, 
or I mean, tell 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 me a little bit more about this journey. So, like, what have been the ups? What have been the downs of it? It's been uh, two years, and if you had told me in what January two thousand nineteen that I would still be doing this, I'd be like, oh, so it's like a hobby, and it's like, no, it's your favorite part of your week. It's like what keeps you going yes. in life. <laughs> you don't understand. Um, and there's been highs and lows with everything. The highs are those days that I get that new trick. Like more recently, I've been trying new things. I've been more confident in my body's ability to do things. So like a couple weeks ago, I did my first cross knee release and that was like amazing Yay! for me because that letting go of the pole does not happen easily. I'm always joke. It's not joke. It's just true. Um, even in a plus size body, my brain stops me a thousand percent more times than my physical body ever does. My brain is the one that tells me, hey, no, you can't do that. Yeah. And my body's like, no, we haven't, you've been building these muscles for two years, girl. Like you can, but it's the brain. Like my back hook took me literally three months just because I was like, no, we don't go backwards here. That's, that's how you die. Yeah. Um, and so <laughs> it's been stuff like that. Those little celebrations that, um, sounds so cheesy, like to celebrate the little things, but it's so true. If you don't, then you go crazy. It's 2020. We have to celebrate the little things. Exactly. Um, and so it's been those celebrations have honestly been the highest. It's celebrating others. When I hear, when I, um, sometimes I meet people at my studio that just looked for DFW. I'm in the Dallas, Texas area that looked for DFW studios. They came across me. I'm on my studio's YouTube page. They're like, Hey, that chick looks like me. Maybe I should try there. Um, and so meeting those people and giving them like that hope and being that person in class to be like, hey, you might not get it today, but as long as you're having fun, as long as you're trying and you come back, that's the important thing. Those are the highs for me. Absolutely. The lows are the mental game of me not telling my, no one ever, no one else ever tells me I can't do anything. I have a very supportive studio and that's my number one tip for someone finding, especially someone needing an inclusive space, finding a studio that celebrates you. I, I know mm -hmm. for a fact, if I had gone to a studio that was so like trick heavy and training heavy and not like crazy into that kind of pull, I wouldn't have stayed. I would have felt out of my comfort zone, but yeah. because my studio is so, is so focused on the sensual side is so focused on your movement on not comparing yourself to others. That's what made me stay. And that's what continues. Um, that's why I keep going back. Um, so that's my number one tip for anyone out there, plus size, just create, just not sure what's going on in their brain. Find a studio that's so supportive or find an online, um, online person you really vibe with to mm -hmm. take lessons from. Just the person, the studio, the support network is the most important part, I would say. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And the lows, I guess, again, the mental game, me, me, um, me telling myself that I can't do it and working through that. And then, you know, being online in a plus size body, you know, you get told to lose weight. You get told all the like, wow, she's so fat. And it's like, I, I know I've, I've been in my body for 26 years. I'm, I'm aware. Thank you. Um, and just the, those little comments that honestly don't get to me anymore. And I'm so happy to say that because I know mm, that's awesome. two years ago, that would not be the same if someone had commented like, oh, wow, but imagine how good you'd be if you lost weight. I would blow it off and act like it'd be fine, but it would crush me inside. And that now, like, I see that and I'm like, okay, that's that's your problem. Like, I'm sorry that you are such in a bad place in your life that 
you needed to comment on some random person's Instagram to make you feel better. Like, sorry that you're going through that. Right. And I mean, exactly. Like, why, why do other people need to comment? I mean, I hate it when people comment on other people's bodies. Like, I think that's just disgusting. And there's no need for that. Because again, it just gets back to that point of you don't know someone's history. You don't know what someone's been through in their life. And Mm -hmm. you don't know what they're currently going through in their life. And Size doesn't equal fitness. Like no, that's... I can scream it from the rooftops. That's my thing. It's like, wow, what if you worked out? And I was like, wow, what if I already work out for an hour a day, four to five times a week, and this is just what my body does? Like, yeah, it can. I can. I'm so much healthier now than I was at like my skinniest weight in high school. Like, I can hold planks for way longer than I ever could when I was half this size. Like, health size doesn't equal health. Size doesn't equal what you can do with your body your body is amazing at any size if you put the love into it yes that's so true now when it comes to pole are there like any goal moves that you have in mind i know you recently just got your uh cross knee release layback which is so exciting because yeah. uh, i mean it's funny because i've been pulling for so long but after my injury for some reason layback scared the crap out of me like okay. Oh, yeah, you can swear, too, if you want. That's totally fine. Okay. Um, it probably will happen. I'm not sure. <laughs> no worries. But, like, yeah, I, I like, you're right. It's a mental thing. Like, for me, laybacks scare the crap out of me now. They used to not, but now I'm like, am I going to fall? Even though I'm, like, five inches from the floor. Right. But, oh, my gosh. Yep. Yeah, do you have any, like, goal moves that you would really like to get or hope to achieve, like, in the next, in the near future? That's, I have a whole, you know, on Instagram I have you have the, all those save like you save all those like random tricks that like one day I'll get and it's yeah. they're simple ones right now I have a whole like little saved category I don't know how you can save it to certain things on Instagram clearly not a guru obviously <laughs> but um, that are just like I see other plus size bodies doing these tricks I'm like okay I know that it's possible I see that she has a tummy too and we are still making this contact point work because that's the other thing um, that sometimes straight-sized instructors don't always understand is that we can do the same moves, but our point of contact might look a little different than yours just because we're moving different parts of our flesh around. And, and so, and so sorry, but how, how can instructors, I mean, such as myself, I, I know I'm privileged in that like I do have a smaller body, but I'm also an instructor and I want to make my students feel as included as possible, plus size or not, whatever size they are. How is that something an instructor can approach with grace and with that inclusivity in mind? That's a great question. And so I've had instructors, um, again, I love my studio. All my studio mm-hmm. instructors, unfortunately, they we have just a culture of acceptance and love. And so I'm very fortunate that I haven't had too many interactions with like not even negative instructors, but just instructors that didn't know how to teach a plus size body. Exactly. Um, I've had some when I go travel to other studios because I'll visit my friends in California or wherever and go try a studio elsewhere. And I've had those interactions. But um, in general, it's always my thought is that if you are able to kind of if you're you're qual- if you're a good teacher because I'm I'm a teacher. But like I'm, I'm a teacher every day, and so I look for when my students, when my students are struggling. Yes, they're 12 years old. It's different. Mm-hmm. But when my students are struggling with a concept, then I try and go at it from where they are. Like, okay, well, what are they being successful at with this? 
okay, how can I modify what I'm doing to build on that success point? So providing modifications in a way that doesn't make it feel less than is really important. And like, there'll be sometimes like, okay, well, if you want to, you know, if you're going to do the challenging way, do this. If you're going to do the modification, do this. And like, okay, that like, I want to challenge myself. It's just that my body can't do that. So your language honestly makes the biggest difference. I think okay. calling something, um, a variation instead of just um, a modification. It's really honestly about language, I think, and coming at it and asking questions. And if you create a studio or a lesson space that where anyone feels safe to ask questions or anyone feels safe, it's really about building that um, that 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 safe. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Safe space, um, safe, safe. Like it's just a yeah. safe space where you feel where the where any of your students feel comfortable enough to either ask a question to let you know they're struggling. Because I've been in classes where like, yes, I'm struggling, but I clearly don't feel comfortable asking for a modification or asking for anything, and so I'll just do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so building that safe space in your teaching and letting them know like, hey, if you if you mess up, fine, let's do something else. If you need something else, fine, let's do it. If you want something harder, great, let's do it. Like being able to open up those variations to your students. I think that's a really great point that you brought up to call it a variation instead of a modification. Like personally, I've never thought of it that way. And now that that's been brought up to me, I'm definitely going to move forward with my teaching and thinking about that every time I bring it to class, because you're so right. Modification does have that twinge to it of like oh is there something wrong with me like you're, uh, you're different you have to be modified exactly not but, the case exactly and you know same thing goes for flexibility too like some people just mm-hmm. aren't super flexy and mm-hmm. it's just a variation when you do it like in a non-flexy way versus yeah. the flexy way so definitely i oh sorry my brain just went blank for a hot sec I only woke up like a little bit ago and I'm like what (laughs) variations you can use on both sides you can have like okay this is what I'm going to teach in class and I have a variation for students that aren't quite there or their bodies aren't quite with the same groups and I can have a variation with the students that are like 10 times higher than the rest of the class okay well now you do it one-handed or something you yeah you just provide those variations both ways yeah oh now I remember what I was going to ask so (laughs) When instructors for, like, I know that there's teaching uh, classes for instructors on how to teach students, what can studios do to provide their instructors with those tools for success on how to teach different body types? Because obviously, like you said, there's going to be different ways that different bodies are going to move. There's going to be different ways, like, for example, the way I get into, like, a jade split would be different than if a plus-size pole dancer may get into a jade split. So how can studios support their instructors in helping them in going towards success in creating that safe space and learning the language to cater to everyone? Or like, how can they teach their instructors to teach these variations yeah. and teach it everybody? I think it's important. It's everybody. It's, it's plus size bodies. It's smaller bodies that have zero strength whatsoever. And yeah. you've got to be able to like... I think a good teacher is one that can like look at their class and be like, okay, I have this kind of level variation. I have these kind of body types. I have these kind of strength levels and that's hard. I know it's not easy, but those are like the best teachers that I come across are the ones that kind of look at the room and can be like, okay, 
this is how we do it. But as to your question, I think an important thing is a either maybe hiring someone that is of a plus size body. Like, um, you know, Roz the diva does those kind of trainings all the time mm-hmm. where you go out and like teach, like this is specifically how to teach a plus size body. And I know there are, her, she's the first one that comes to mind because she's amazing and we love her. <laughs> nice. Um, but if you're want, if that's really a priority for you, finding people that specialize in that, finding people that actually know what they're doing to come and talk to your um, instructors, to come even just give a little like Zoom, like what kind of language do you use in your studio to kind of make it a safe space? How do you set up your lesson structure so that you can really be attentive to everyone in the room? Um, and so that's my first um kind of suggestion is finding and that's how I go about my teaching finding someone more knowledgeable you than you mm-hmm. and then paying them to come help you um, asking questions being open to um, maybe they say something that rubs you the wrong way because you're you've been teaching a certain way this entire time and being open to maybe you don't have to change everything about the way that you do right but open to hearing a different point of view because we all only have we all only have our own mind. We only know what we know. Mm-hmm. And being open to like, hey, maybe I do use the word variation as opposed to challenge or modification, even though that's my normal vernacular. But I'm now open to this idea because someone with more knowledge who's lived a different life than me has come in and kind of opened that door. So step one is just getting to know people that yeah. don't look like you. Opening opening your studio to people that don't look like you and letting students know that just because they might be the only one that looks different in the room, they shouldn't necessarily feel any different or try and make it not ostracizing in that room. Mm-hmm. That yeah, it makes so much sense. And pole should be for everybody. And mm-hmm. I, mean, I think any fitness activity should be for anybody and everybody, mm-hmm. like really. And I think that's just a huge thing in the fitness world in general is just that whole idea that um, a lot of fitness is geared towards losing weight where pole I find that was the shift is when I when I started doing pole it was like oh I'm doing this to be strong not mm-hmm. to look a certain way is there anything else that the pole community can do to help be more inclusive for more for different body types because I've been noticing there's been a lot of amazing Instagram accounts popping up of people with all sorts of different body types. And it's been so lovely seeing that. But what else can we do as a community to help support and nurture that? I think um, it's it's the small steps. Like you said, it's way, I mean, I've only been doing this for two years and I am noticing more other plus size uh, dancers in my studio. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been noticing them more online and not just plus size, of very uh, disabilities of different um, um, ability levels. And that's great. And I think every time that you as a student or you as an instructor, you as a social media member mm-hmm. can just um, be open. So as a student, as a teacher, as someone on social media, um, being open to to not ostracizing, don't make someone feel different. Cause odds are, we already know we feel different. I know that I'm the biggest person in the room. I don't need you to treat me with extra fluff, extra love. I just mm-hmm. need you to treat me 
with the same, like, you should be caring for all of your students that way. Like, you know, you don't want to make anyone feel different because we already know that we are different when we look around the room, you know? Absolutely. And so it's the, it's the fine line of making sure that they feel welcome without making sure they feel like, oh, you're different. So I have to do these crazy things to make you feel included no if you're a good teacher if you're a good human if you're just trying to trying to be better then that's just gonna be natural and so I think being open and not being scared when you see something different or see something someone different um having those uh conversations of like oh I saw you did this this way why did you do that like just open open communication um now, would it be appropriate for an instructor to ask their students for guidance or help if they if they are bigger bodied? Like, is there something? Can, is that all right for an instructor to say, "Hey, um, can you help me?" Like, I definitely think so. With, I mean, it depends. It depends on the relationship. Like, if it's absolutely. the first time, like we're walking in the studio, like, no, that would be awkward. And yeah. Never <laughs> but like, I know, there are plenty of times in my studio. Again, love my studio. Zensual, if you're in the DFW area, just going to give them a shout out. Um, there are plenty of times when I'll um, be like a, like a help figure out a modification or variation for um, differently abled or for newer students, level or um, lower level students. And yeah, if they, I'm always, I always feel better, even in a new studio when I go try different classes, like. I don't feel offended if someone asks me a question and that's my own personal thing. I'm sure it's a different, um, right. Depends on the relationship you have with that person. But I would honestly, I'm always, I'd always rather someone ask than to just be ignored. Cause that's happened to where like, Oh, I don't know how to deal with your body. So I'm just going to let you figure it out, which is fine. Cause I, I can figure it out. I'm good at what I do, but that's a big difference than someone who's like, Hey, we're doing this and that. And so let's figure out, what's what we're going to do instead yeah like work with your students especially if you know they're new to pole and they're like i don't know what to do with my body mm-hmm. work with them to find a way to make it work for their body and exactly. find that, that right was... variation that... yeah because <laughs> that, that was my thing at my very first class because i remember i couldn't even do like a pole hold like where you're just holding and like trying to get your feet off the ground or anything or oh and yeah, that's no one can in their first class. <laughs> and so, and I and just it was like little things like my fireman spin. Like I couldn't get my feet off the ground. Like I was just, I was not leaving the ground. The ground is a safe space. You don't fall if you're not off the ground. The ground is very much a safe space. Yes, it is. <laughs> um, and so, but every time that we found the little things that we could do, it was like, yes, build that. You're building that body strength. And so when I'm in a class. Um, as a student and I see I can see that that look in someone's face that they're either about to get frustrated that their body isn't doing something or they're already frustrated and um, I either try and crack a joke because it's like hey or no I'll, I'll bring it back like oh my gosh it took me like six months to do what you're just doing and like you're killing it like try and being just being that supportive like yes girl in the room yes. is always my goal because I want it, I would always want someone to do that for me if I was not feeling myself. And so that's always my goal, even as a student, um, not necessarily as a leader where I'm just like, you're, you're killing it, which my studio is so supportive. We're always like cheering for each other and giving that love. And I think that's, again, I said it earlier, my biggest piece of advice is finding a studio or a online like instructor. Cause you know, 2020, 2020. Um, 
<laughs> where you feel accepted and loved and celebrated, that's that's number one. Yeah. And I feel like more and more more and more studios are are leaning towards that. Everyone can do it. I feel like um in the past years I've seen more studios grow into an inclusive environment. I've seen some studios stay exactly the same. Yeah. Where um we don't we don't let men pull, we don't, you know, if you are different then you're different and screw you kind of thing. Um, but I feel like fortunately we're growing in the right direction. And if we just keep supporting those decisions and celebrating those decisions, when a studio chooses to make good decisions, when a, an influencer chooses to open up the door to other body types, to other skin colors, and when we celebrate those mm -hmm. changes and growth, then we'll continue to grow in that direction. And Absolutely. that's what I think we're on the right track to keep doing as a poll community. Absolutely. Now, on the opposite end of the spectrum, what are some pain points that are still within the poll community regarding different body types? Like, is, are there still, I mean, obviously there's definitely going to still be some people who are very negative mindset. Yeah. But what, there, I think they're, sorry. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, honestly, I, I don't 100% know because again, I've, I've curated a feed of myself. I follow on my Instagram. This is another tip that I would give others. Follow people that inspire you. Follow people that look like you. I follow a lot of beginner plus size dancers that we're not at the same level, but just because like, hey, we can see each other grow and I can know that like, hey, we're in this together. Follow people that are positive. Mm -hmm. um, follow people that are giving you joy and life um and if you see someone even if they're like a big name in the pole community and they're not they're not vibing if they're not like if you just get something from them um that rubs you the wrong way it's okay to not be their fan it's okay like you don't have to bash them but you'd be just like okay well we're not on the same journey we can ju i'm just gonna not follow and you do you which is which is me i if i i'll follow people and then after a while if i notice they're so focused on like I only do pull to lose weight I only do pull um because of this that other thing that's guy I don't need to hear that's I don't need to hear that every day because that's not why I do it exactly. I don't need to be in that headspace and so just like best of wishes to you you do you boo boo but I don't need this on my taking up my energy exactly um, yeah and yeah. you know even if you have some of the more advanced pullers on your feed you can always unfollow them and they'll be there in the future if you ever want to refollow them like you have to take care of your mental health first okay. before that's another thing like on my own feed I'm a huge mental health advocate as well and it, it's just like I I also personally really love feeds that are just real because I find a lot of Instagram pole dancing feeds are just like the curated perfect, perfect moments and I'm like heck no that is not what the pole journey is all about and so I personally love talking about my bad training days showing mm -hmm. videos where it's not perfect you know my Absolutely. foot is flexed most of the time I you know uh, and that's bad I've been pulling for like four years oh god <laughs> you know tell anyone even though it will go on to the podcast um but yeah like showing i love poll accounts that show imperfections just as much as they show perfections because i think Absolutely. it's important to to show that it's important to show the journey as a whole and not just the curated bits mm -hmm. and Absolutely. whether that's 
comes through your stories or your your posts um well that is if all of our accounts exist come 2021 with the new instagram rules right <laughs> right this all could be a moot point you know it in could two be. Months. but here we are we're living we're living right now but i i completely agree and i try and do the same thing because like i said poll has been such a a shift in my mind it's been um because I, part of the reason I am plus size, I have PCOS, and so that um, is polycystic ovarian syndrome. It just messes with your hormones, your ovaries. It messes with everything. La 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 la. But it's why I gain weight easily. Mm-hmm. And so, um, once I stopped, and this started with pull. Once I stopped doing movement as punishment for my body, as I, once I stopped using exercise as a way to make myself smaller, um, because my my body just doesn't like to metabolize things the same way it doesn't like it's just my body and that's the way it is but once I stopped trying to force things that weren't going to happen I became a healthier and happier person I when I lose weight it's great if I gain weight whatever it's fine I just know that I have that pull I have that movement because I do yoga I do pull I do dance I do all those different things and I start once I started doing those forms of movement because I love them because they make me feel good because I know that after I go sweat it out after a good yoga session that I feel better yes. and not because I'm going to be smaller at the end of the day. That's when my whole mental health shifted as well, because I was stopped focusing on all the things I necessarily couldn't change about myself and focusing on all the negative parts of myself. Once you threw that away, um, it opened up a new door of positivity and confidence that I can't say that I would have had without pull. Cause that's my, I get so many like, oh my gosh, you're so confident. How, how, how are you so confident? And it's like, I just stopped giving fucks. If I'm being honest, yeah. giving fucks about what I looked like. I stopped giving fucks about like, if I was perfect, if I was losing weight, I just stopped caring. And that's been the biggest game change. And I still have mental health struggles. I'm taking anti-anxiety, antidepressants. We're all on that fun train. Me too. But, um, <laughs> but when you found, when I found this movement that that was a celebration of me and not a a attack on my body mm-hmm. changed me. Oh, that's so beautiful. And I remember you had this I honestly this post stuck in my head so so much. Um because I don't know, again, I'm all about the journey and seeing people grow. But you had a post on Instagram recently where you were showing yourself sort of pre-pandemic versus now and how you mentioned you had gained 15 pounds between those two but you were stronger in the one where you had gained the weight versus the one before because your body was able to do more it was stronger you could do more things and that really spoke to me I I thought that was just so such a good representation and so great that you put that out there to be like hey who cares what your body does you can be stronger and wow. who cares? You might be a little heavier down the line, but who cares? Like you can yeah. might be able to do more. That's fine. Yeah. That's the thing. My weight has never stopped me. My brain has stopped me. My mental health has stopped me. My the number on the scale has never meant a goddamn thing. <laughs> like it's just been which is a change. Like I couldn't say that two, three years ago. Um, but like, yeah, that post, I am stronger today, um, than I was uh before. Uh, pandemic. I'm stronger today than I was a year ago. Um, my body is bigger, but guess what? I can do more things. And so 
Also, is it harder sometimes because I'm lifting all that weight? Yes. But I'm just, then I'm stronger at the end of the day, so it's fine. There you, you go, know? yeah. Yeah. Uh, to turn things on a more positive note, what are some of your favorite types of pole dance or movement that you like to do? I know you do a lot of lyrical dance. Um, you do a lot of the more sensual flow on the pole as well. Like, what, what are your favorites? What are some of your favorites? I honestly, I love freestyling. Mm. Um, I love, that's kind of where part of my um, handle comes from. The lyrical part of it is when I um, can just feel the music and just move my body. Because that's been another great thing about pole is it's given me the ability to listen to my body and what she wants to do and not just force it to do things. So my favorite thing that I like to showcase and just that I like to do in an open pole, um, when I go to open pole classes and everyone else is like just doing tricks and training, great. I'm just like, I've got my headphones in. I'm just vibing. I love freestyling and just feeling the music in my body, feeling where it wants to go. Um, and it, it ends up usually like lyrical. It ends up with long lines and low, low spins. I love floor work, rolling around on the floor. Mm -hmm. It's just one of my favorite places to be. Um, and yeah, that's the biggest thing that I've learned in the past two years is how much I love listening to my body now that I'm like attuned to it and following its movement. It Your body knows where it wants to go. Your body knows if it wants to do a spin down to the floor or up the pole. Like it, it knows what it wants to do. And when you can get healthy enough in your brain and everything to really listen to yourself, it opens up a whole new experience like I love learning choreo from um my instructors and stuff it's always a fun I am more I love contemporary I love lyrical mm. kind of stuff I love the sensual I love good angles for the booty we yes we um but that my home is honestly like freestyling just living in your body nice. and just moving freestyling is so hard like I I personally I've tried doing it and I have a real hard time because I'm, I'm more of a trickster myself but it's like I get there and I'm like I have forgotten everything that I have ever known about pole dance and I'm just doing a bunch of just pirouettes around the pole because I forget so honestly kudos like freestyle is not easy not at all it's so funny because I hear that from a lot of people and I think the only way to be better at freestyling is to do it and yeah. just do what's around the pole a thousand times because then one day you're going to stop doing that and do something else but that is such a common like whenever I say I love freestyling that's usually the response it's like oh I just do the same things over and over and it's like well your body wants to do those things over and over so maybe like let it happen maybe let it happen yeah and it's, it's funny because like I do also come from a little bit of a dance background myself like I went to musical theater school and I, I did jazz tap ballet while I was there for three years Mm -hmm. So, like, even though I do have a bit of a dance background and I know all this vocabulary, it still just goes, like, out my brain. And I'm like, what is a pirouette? What <laughs> is a jump? How do I walk around? How do I walk? <laughs> yeah. Was there anything else that you wanted to say um, or touch on? Because I feel like maybe we can move on to a game soon. But before we move on to the game, is there anything else you wanted to say? Any last words of wisdom? I mean, I've really enjoyed this episode. I think it's it's been really great talking to you and 
getting this valuable information. So well, it's been great talking to you. I was nervous and look, but also looking forward to again. I'm such an awkward person, and so I've been equally excited and terrified for today. Oh, <laughs> me too. I am, believe it or not, I am actually an introvert. And well, that, I love that because you're my list. I've been listening to some of your episodes to kind of be like, okay, who is this person I'm about to talk to? And I was like, oh, she seems so fun. But I'm actually an introvert, but uh, theater school's been really good for like, haha. Well, music major right here, so we yes. have to have to fight through all that. Yep, yep. Um, I guess at the end of the day, um, I just want my whole, and I've I've even started to incorporate this in my, you know, my muggle Instagram, the, the one, the personal or whatever, mm-hmm. um, is just letting people know that fitness, dance, movement is not for one body type Mm -hmm. um that you don't have to wait until you lose those 10 pounds to do something you want to do because that's like one of the biggest things I see it's like oh I'm gonna do this once I'm a size x or what like you know once I lose this many pounds I'm gonna try pole dancing I was like girl you are already smaller than me like you are beautiful. Your body can do amazing things the way that it is. Don't wait because who knows when those losing 10 pounds is going to happen. It could be in a year. It could be never. And then you're taking joy away from yourself. You don't have to wait until you're in a smaller body to try something new. Um, you can try it right now and maybe you'll love it. Maybe you'll hate it. I'm not pole dancing. <laughs> isn't for everyone. I co- totally get that. Dancing isn't for everyone. I do. Um, I do like a hip hop dance class every week and I've taken friends to it and some of them love it. Some of them are like, great. Tried that once. Never going to do it again. Um, but let yourself enjoy new things. You don't have to be smaller. You don't have to be someone else. You can be who you are and try something new and it's a-okay. Dance, oh. fitness is for everybody. And if anyone else tells you otherwise, kick them in the crotch and move on. Like, I love that. I love that so, so, so much. Don't wait and take joy away from your life. Like that, mm-hmm. mm, so many good feels going on right now. Oh, I, I love it. This has been such a good vibe. I'm so happy right now. <laughs> oh, I'm so happy too. Thank you so much. All right. Do we want to keep this good vibe going and play a game? Or let's go. All right. So we're going to play that game called guess the pole move because pole moves have really weird names <laughs> um, so yeah. what i will do is i will send you a pole move via instagram is that all right yep got, got the phones out amazing i will mute myself so you can't hear me but i'll tell the audience what the trick is and then i'll come okay. back and you will have to describe what the move looks like and mm-hmm. guess what it's called okay i'm so scared <laughs> ah, that's what they all say <laughs> all right i'll be right back here all right so the move that i'm going to be showing becky is called janeiro this is one of my personal favorites if you want to look that up on instagram look up pd janeiro again that's pd janeiro all right i just sent you this trick okay let's see oh instagrams okay sent a photo Oh, that looks so uncomfortable. (laughs) Whenever I see like a really hard trick, I'm like that my body is not quite yet to do. I'm like, wow, so many angles. Yeah. Your body is turned in so many ways. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, uh, what does it look like? What, what, describe it. We have, we have the pole is vertical. Yes. It should be. 
and we're in like what starts as like it looks like a flag one arm is looking like a flag hold but then the other arm's not even on the pole so that's wild um and you got booty in the air in a lovely pointed v um i'm using my arms this is a podcast that doesn't matter um (laughs) you have a lovely flag hold but with only one arm and then the pole is tucked in between the armpit and the upper gluteal area with some lovely pointed legs. Mm-hmm. Beautiful move. Looks like you need a lot of beautiful strength to do it. Mm-hmm. And it is called something, I'm sure, very uh, beautiful as well. It's probably like a... What would you, what would you call it? I'm going to call it... I'm going to call it, um, I'm going to call it, I'm letting, I'm letting this picture speak to me Do it. and really, really hear what it's trying to say. Um, it is called a, a flag velociraptor. I love it. A flag velociraptor. That's what it is. What it actually is, is it's called Janeiro. Oh, I've heard that name before. Yeah. And I it's don't think it, I've ever seen it apparently. It's interesting because Janeiro is the Portuguese word for January. And oh. the pole dancer that invented this move invented it in January. So hence she called it Janeiro. I love that. I love pole I love all the different names and they all come from everything and they all, always have a story behind them. Oh yeah. Um, why Velociraptor doesn't other than that's unfortunately the first two words that came to my brain. But maybe one day I'll I'll make my own pole move and just yeah. make that moment right here. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, what was it? I took um an online class not too long ago and like we came up with a new move in that class and they, they named it on the spot, and it was something pretty. I, I forget what it was called off the top of my head, but it, it was fun. Like, you know, it's, it's fun yeah. coming up with stuff like that. Uh, well, again, yeah. thank you, thank you so much for coming and joining me on this podcast here. Now, if our audience wanted to find you on Instagram, if we all exist by the time this episode is released, where can right. they find you? <laughs> I am Lyrically Pole on Instagram, L-Y-R-I-C-A-L-L-Y, Pole. Um, and there you'll find plenty of positivity and love and straight up realness. And I hope to see you there. Amazing. And I did, I failed to tell you this before the episode, but I'm going to see if you get it. What are you? A pole dancer. Yeah, that's it.